Necessity is the mother of invention, so get ready for a mother of a ride. Gas up your laptops, your tablets, and devices, cause our asses are all quarantined inside. More and more every day, the world it feels so very far away. Less and less things to do, so pull up a chair and let us talk to you. I'm Summer. And I'm Cody, and this is the More and More Everyday Podcast. He's a fifth grade teacher. She's a historian. And this is a daily blog and interview series brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project to capture and preserve the stories of students and teachers in the COVID-19 era. Welcome. Today, Summer talks to Alexa, a student athlete at South Mountain Community College. She tells us how she's fighting boredom and missing her teammates. She also shares how quarantine has made her appreciate the game now more than ever. Hi, Alexa. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking some time to chat with me. No, I have a bunch of free time. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. So, are, uh, are you a freshman? Yeah. Okay. A freshman. And you are, uh, what's your major? Uh, English literature. English literature. And one of my students. And uh, one of my first questions I just want to start with is, how are you doing? I'm doing good, uh, as good as I can be doing. Just trying to keep myself busy with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I have a lot of free time now, so just been kind of getting ahead on all my schoolwork. Yeah. If you look back on the last three weeks, which by my estimations, that's about how long this strange period has been so far. What would you call a high and what would you call a low? I think it kind of all just hit suddenly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think anyone was really expecting this. So for me, I think spring break was fun and everything we were still playing so i think that was probably like a high point for me it was like oh we're uh we're playing and everything but i remember my coach actually telling us on our last game that we played she was like you never know when your last game will be mm-hmm. so make sure you guys put it all out there mm-hmm. and we're all of course like yeah yeah okay let's just go play but um i mean that was a high point i think playing then and then i think the low point was when all the rumors kind of started spreading like we don't know if we're going back to practice because um, it kind of started with rainy weather so we weren't able to practice anymore. so we were like we don't know if we're going back to practice but then that's when everyone started talking about how COVID-19 was going to start affecting us mm-hmm. and um, I think that was a low point I was actually in Sedona with my friends and we were like oh my gosh we might actually like not play anymore mm-hmm. we may not go back to our campus mm-hmm. Have you had um, any things you've enjoyed in the interim, like anything that's been kind of nice to not not be at school or not be at practice, or is it really just pretty tough? Um, I think being home, because mm-hmm. I, I was living in Phoenix, so then uh, once I found out like we weren't going to be going back to campus anytime soon, I was like, I'm just going to go home. Mm-hmm. So I packed up as much as I could, and then... I've just kind of been here, and it's nice to, like, be with my family again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the nice part. Yeah. 
Oh, that's tough. I'm sorry. And you're right. It was like that week was so rainy and gloomy and it kind of matched everybody's moods. I forgot about the rain. Yeah. Yeah. But as a historian, I'm really interested in change over time, right? Gradual change, but also watershed moments. So an example of a watershed would be like a major world war or even just like a big moment that happened in your personal life where everything was one way and then everything was different, right? So like that catalyst is what interests me. I'm curious if looking back, you mentioned a little bit your last game, um, but looking back over the course of the last few weeks, was there a day where you were like, everything is different now, starting now? Um, I think it was probably the day after we, because originally, are, they were going based off of what the NCAA was doing. Mm-hmm. So they were just going to postpone our season. And then that was kind of up in the air, like, oh, we're just postponing, we're not canceling. And then I think when they officially canceled our season, it didn't really hit me that day. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, oh, maybe it'll like go away. Like maybe we might end up just postponing it again. But I think the day after, just because... You know, our like nobody was texting in our like softball group chat, and then our coach is like, "I miss you guys." Like, I still want to stay in touch. We need a Facetime. Like, oh my gosh, this is like actually happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're mm-hmm. living through history. People mm-hmm. are going to be reading about this, and like, here we are. You know, my team's not going to play. Like, all these all these schools aren't playing anymore. But no mm-hmm. one's going back to school. So I was like, okay, this is like actually happening. Mm. So you're a softball player. You've talked a lot about your team and um, the season. So talk to me a little bit about how, like, what's happening to our student athletes right now. What are they telling you in terms of your season, in terms of your future? Kind of how's it affecting you as an athlete? So, um, like I said, originally they, I think they were kind of going based off what the NCAA was going to do, mm-hmm. which they were postponing. They were postponing the college's seasons, all of the spring athletes. So that included any like basketball championships that were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they were postponing their seasons till I think it was April 15th. It was a date in April. Mm-hmm. And then um, then they randomly just canceled their season. And then there was a huge uh, petition going around to have it be switched back to just being postponed. So they ended up postponing it again. And then we got an announcement saying that the NG or the NJCA was uh, gonna postpone our season too. Which we all kind of saw coming because we knew they were gonna go based off of what the bigger schools were doing. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then one day we just woke up and we saw this other announcement and it was that our season was canceled. Mm-hmm. And um the, I think the NCAA is still only postponed, so that's why we were kind of like, why, why do we have a different decision now? And um, I just kind of read it like, oh, is this real? Like, I don't really know if this is real. And then our coach started having more communication with us, like, yes, like all this is true. Mm-hmm. You know, our season was canceled. Um, at first, she wasn't really getting much information. I know a lot of the coaches were, like, going through meetings. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were getting a lot of information just because it was really hectic for everyone. 
then they started talking about getting another year of eligibility back because we really there's like a rule where I think it's if you don't play so many games you're qualified to be a redshirt freshman so you can get another Mm -hmm. year to play Mm -hmm. um so we're like what's what's gonna happen with that because we kind of felt bad for the sophomores uh not really getting to play their last season so um then she spoke with us and we had a zoom meeting our whole team and she said that we were going to get another year of eligibility back so i will still be a redshirt freshman next year um and then all the sophomores have the opportunity to still come back and play uh which i think that option is really great for them because they like deserve to play their last year but i think some of them are kind of like I just want to go to a university and start my mm-hmm. bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a tough decision for them. But um, in terms of communication and everything, I think our coach did the best she could, but everything was like, we didn't really know much. Like everything that was going on, we were just kind of like, oh, we're just reading things on Twitter. Like we didn't know mm-hmm. what was happening. And then um, we actually recently just got added in like a group chat for all the spring student a- athletes with uh, Todd, the athletic director. And he's just kind of been sending us information um, that we are getting our year of eligibility back and we're still expected to uh, be on the same academic uh, requirements. So like pass all your classes with good grades and everything. And mm-hmm. then um, he's just kind of been sending out uh, helpful tools. Like if we need help sending back books or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. So he just, it's just kind of been like that but I mean it's honestly sad like I talked to some of my teammates and uh some of the sophomores and they're just like I didn't even like had I known that was my last game maybe I would have done things differently it was kind of funny some people were like yeah my last setback I struck out (laughs) oh my gosh it's like so funny but I don't know it it is really sad Mm -hmm. to think that that was like some people lost time playing Mm. Yeah, my heart goes out to our athletes. It's got to be maddening to just be at home and not be able to hang out with your team and not be able to practice and not know what's happening next. So I feel for you guys. What are you going to do? Are you going to come back in the fall? Yes, I'll be um, staying for next year. Good. I'm glad. How about the rest of your teachers? How are they communicating with you initially and moving forward? Um, a lot of my teachers were really on it. Uh, My English teacher, he kind of sent something out, like that first moment that everything was kind of going on. He's like, well, as you guys know, we may not be returning to campus, Um, but that class is fairly, everything was pretty online. So he Mm -hmm. kind of said, like, we're just going to move forward with the same way our class was going. Um, So he was really good. He was the first teacher I spoke to. And then your class, Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about, you you guys had the Zoom meeting, and then we discussed how we are how uh, we're going to do things going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, my psychology class, we kind of did like a class vote based mm-hmm. on if we wanted to start uh, this week or if we wanted to postpone it till the April 6th, I think it is. Mm-hmm. But then he said that we would end up finishing later. So we kind of took the vote as a class to go ahead and start now so that we, we would still be on track. Good. Um, there was a couple other classes where communication just kind of happened this week. So mm-hmm. it was kind of up in the air. I was like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> um, and I tried reaching out too, but 
maybe they're taking use of their extra spring break time. <laughs> But the one I was most worried about was we have a weights class for softball. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm in a different weights class than the rest of my team mm-hmm. because just, like, credit-wise. Um, so I have to go, like, sign in to the fitness training center and uh, get hours that way. Hmm. So I have to go sign in and work out with my team and go back in and sign out. And I was like, how am I going to get hours if the whole thing's closed? Like, how's that going to work? So... We just heard about that yesterday. They're gonna do like a spreadsheet where you can send in like your at-home workouts and mm-hmm. then submit that through Canvas and you'll get hours that way. So I was like, okay, I was relieved to hear that yesterday because I was most worried about that because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't want to be like behind in credits. Mm-hmm. Um, but that class was up in the air for a while. I was really worried about that one. What kind of at-home workouts are you doing? Like sit-ups and push-ups and stuff? Yeah, that's what some of us don't really have access to, like, actual yeah. weights. So I'm like, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to be doing, uh, like, physical therapy exercises that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to do that. But, yeah, I don't really, I'm like, I don't really have weights and everything like I would have had there. So that is a different. so weird. I didn't even think about that, how... You guys are going to stay in shape without access to any of your tools. It's shocking. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think of it either. Right after our meeting with our coach, um, I was like thinking about all my classes because I started getting stressed out. Because mm-hmm. I originally, like, when I spoke with my coach about my classes for the spring semester, I was like, I do not want any online classes. Mm-hmm. I don't like online. I like being there in person. Like being with my class, like I just like that atmosphere better. She's like, okay. And then now everything's <laughs> online. So I was like, oh my gosh, I was so, like really stressed out. And then I was like, oh my God, our weights class, how is that going to work? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, I hear a lot of students saying what you're saying, which is like, they're fine doing online work, but that's not what they chose because they know their strengths and they know, but we're all just kind of adjusting as best we can. In this period, have you tried a new tool or learned a new skill or practiced a new hobby, something new that you never thought you'd, you'd do before? Um, hmm. Well, uh, I started cooking a lot more just because my mom was like, you can't eat out every day like you were doing up there. So I started cooking a lot, but I was actually in like a culinary program in my high school. So she was like, you better put those skills to work. And then I've been doing that. And uh, I actually wanted to start painting just because I was like, we'll just see how that goes. Sounds fun. That's awesome. I love it. One of your uh, classmates is writing poetry right now, which I thought was really neat. That is cool. Yeah. What are you doing, if anything? You said you're cooking a little, you're hanging out with your family, but what are you doing, if anything, to establish a sense of normalcy so you you really still feel like yourself in this bizarre historical moment? Um, Well, I think when all of this happened, I didn't realize how much I lived off a routine. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of felt like I would call my mom when I was still living up there, and I'm just like, I'm going crazy with nothing to do, like... I almost want a job, not even for the paycheck, just so like I can have a routine of waking up and going somewhere mm-hmm. and seeing people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I came back home, 
at first I was kind of just sleeping in and staying up late and then I was like I don't really like this anymore and so then once um my school started coming in I was telling myself like you're still gonna wake up at the same time not mm-hmm. 5 a.m like I was doing for weights but I'm gonna wake up at the same time I would like for my 8 30 classes mm-hmm. so I wake up around like 7 30 go brush my teeth like do all of that stuff and then um I come back and then do like a meeting, whatever it may be with my teacher. And then after that, I just try and go walk the dogs. I've been trying to do that every morning after my class. And then I kind of just come back and do my homework, which I finish very easily in the mornings. And then um, I wait for my brother to wake up because he's taking full advantage of sleeping in and everything. So then. I make him go with me to the park and we just go throw mm-hmm. and hit and everything so that way I can like still stay active. But as for the rest of the day, I mean, it's what, it's kind of weird for me because it's like, I will literally sit in my bed and I'm like watching a Netflix show and I'm just like, right now I would be practicing or like right now I'd be at Chick-fil-A with my friends. Like, it's just so weird mm. to think about, but. I'm with you. I I get up every single morning. I get dressed. Today's casual Friday, so I allowed myself a hat. But, like, I still get dressed like I'm teaching and still get dressed like I'm at school. Um, For me, the routine is key. But it sounds like you need me to give you more work. Is that what you're asking? (laughs) Just kidding. Um. I can put you in charge of interviewing people. You should interview the rest of your team. Like, do just this. Go on Zoom, interview them, write about their stories. It would be great. All right. So fears and hopes. What are you hoping for and what are you fearful of? Um, I'm hoping that this virus situation will pass by I'm hoping like April, or not April but May I'm mm-hmm. hoping that once it starts heating up that it, it'll kind of go away and then we can all kind of get a sense of everything being normal again because mm-hmm. I think like the mm-hmm. grocery store situation was really scary I was just kind of like seeing it on the news and like reading all the little memes about people buying toilet paper and everything I'm like oh my gosh but then I went in there and I think what was really kind of scary to see was like all of the cold and flu medicine is just gone and i was like what if people need that right now like mm-hmm. no there's nothing here you can't even buy it so i'm hoping that it'll pass by may and that we can all start you know being able to go outside being able to go to these restaurants and sit down again and being able to be with big groups of people i know for me i'm such a people person mm-hmm. so like i want to be in like a team environment, classroom environment, be around people. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, What I'm fearful of is that it's like me and my mom were talking about it and she said right now is just the start of it and that they think the peak is going to be April, May and this is going to be prolonged for like a very long time. And I'm like, that's what's really scary is that Things are already kind of weird for us now. We, you know, everybody's at home. We're not going to school. It's kind of weird for all the students and instructors. But I mean, we may end up being like uh, going in like a shelter in place state and then not being able to leave. And everybody would really have to stay home. And I think that's what I'm fearful of is this getting way worse and that um, our hospitals aren't going to be able to like 
withhold any of these cases. It's scary. I think the unknown is really, really scary. So we try really hard to control our fears by thinking through logically, right? But I think there's so much we don't know. I'm with you. I hope I hope for a sense of normalcy again and that the the fear that's like motivating people with the you know crazy panic buying or even just mm-hmm. even just like anxiety and fear that people are feeling about the virus itself. I I want that to subside because it it's so bad for our collective mental health, right? That we're all so scared. And we're also bored <laughs> and we're also like challenged. Like it's just a really bad moment emotionally for people. Yeah. My mom has been working from home. And like, <clears throat> every time I walk out there, she just has like the news going. I'm like, just turn it off. Like we don't need to watch this. Yeah. Like I just want to keep up with like what's going on. And it's scary to see like the numbers just keep going yeah. up in Arizona. Yeah. Just turn it off because yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I allow myself 25 minutes of good news a day. So I have a, there's a UK newspaper called The Telegraph and they have a daily good news update about the coronavirus. And that's the only thing I'm letting myself read because it's like, I want to be informed, but I just can't. Like, I, it, it's so doom and gloom. But they've got some good news, right? Like one of the, this is weird. Not everybody appreciates this the way I do. But um, one of their pieces of good news is that like way more of us have it and just don't know it. And so it's like, well, that actually means the numbers are okay, right? That means it's not as fatal. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I know. That's what my mom was talking about. She's like, well, a lot of us have either had it before mm-hmm. and we didn't know it. And then some people are walking around with no symptoms at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly. Like it's, we don't, we're not affected. So just calm down. Have you had any aha moments, like unexpected epiphanies or moments of joy or really just anything that kind of has happened to you that made you stop and, and think? I don't really know. I mean, okay, I have always wanted to dye my hair purple. So when my friend came home, or she came over here to come visit me, and I was like, there's nothing else to do. Let's attempt to dye my hair purple. And my mom was like, no, no. I'm like, I'm doing it, okay? I'm going to do it. And I think that was, like, a really funny moment for me, just because, like, when I was up there, I always wanted to do it. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. And now I'm just like... I'm just home anyway, so if it looks bad, no one's going to see me, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I think that was a fun moment for me. How Just, funny. like, I got to do something I always wanted to do. That is fun. I do kind of like, um, I wrote about this yesterday on the blog, that I've been experimenting a little bit with my appearance, right? Like, I, I'm still w- dressing for work, but in totally different ways, right? Like yesterday I had, I wore leather pants, which I would never, I would never wear leather pants to campus, but it was just like, meh, might as well. <laughs> I think I kind of thought, I was talking to my friend actually, um, she was like, with all this free time, it has me thinking about my style. What do I want to look like? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, honestly saying, like I was... Um, kind of online shopping and then I was like about to check out and I was looking at everything like I would never wear this (laughs) like I I'm just I think about changing my style all the time and like especially now so I just have a free day where I'm like you know what I want to look like this but then Mm -hmm. I just know I'm still gonna want to wear gym clothes all the time yeah I'm not even not even gonna spend my money on it Oh my gosh well I hope I get to see you again in person because I would love to see if you experimented with a new style. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. 
So do you have any advice or maybe a motivational quote or a little mantra? If someone's listening to this a few weeks from now, maybe another college athlete who's kind of feeling down or whatever, any words of advice or a mantra that you would share with them? I just think um, this has obviously made us want the game more. It's made us respect the game even more, whatever game it is that you're playing. So I just think that like, in this moment where we can't be with our teammates, just still like keep practicing what you're doing. Um, and just like, I've been watching tons of old games, hmm. like uh, college games, and I'm just watching it like, oh, I wish I was playing, I wish I was playing. Like, oh, look at that play. So I think that, I mean, it's kind of sad watching it and being like, I can't go out there, but I think continuing to like watch your sport, practice your sport and everything, it's keeping me sane because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just coming up with more and more motivation of how to be better for next year. That's great. Good. I'm proud of you. My last, my last question for you is um, what questions or advice or input would you want from someone else when I interview them in the future? Like, what do you want to hear from others? I feel like... I feel like I just kind of want to know like how people are, are keeping themselves busy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've talked to a lot of different people and some people are like, Oh, I'm learning how to golf. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just think like hearing what people are doing to keep themselves busy. I, that's what I really want to know. And just knowing that not everyone is these crazy panic shoppers and going super like, I don't I don't like hearing how people are really like, skeptical and just like freaking out in their house without hearing that things are just normal. Yeah, there's definitely power there. That's one of the things that the reason I launched this whole interview and blogging project was I wanted to hear more and more stories every day of good stuff, right? Good things people are doing um, to know we're not alone, but to know that you know we're allowed to be sad, we're allowed to be scared, but that there are ways to overcome it and each individual is finding their way I think is really powerful yeah yeah all right Alexa well I'm gonna let you go thank you for spending some time with me this morning I miss you very much more than I probably should miss my students but I miss you guys so 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 much so I hope you're I hope you're hanging in there and you know you can always call or text or whatever if you need anything okay okay thank you all right my dear have a good day you too bye you can find us at SouthPhoenixOralHistory.com, on Instagram at SMCCHistory, or send us an email at HistorySouthMountain at gmail.com. Music provided by Jake and Emily Speck.